Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Empower Single Mom Podcast on today. I hope you had an amazing, awesome day on Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. Today is hump day. But it's this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So today we're going to talk about, today is Word Wednesday. So I have a word for y'all today. So today we're going to be talking about... Are you dodging despair? Like, have you ever felt so down like you could get out of a rut? Like, you just felt like you was in a hole no matter what you did, no matter what you had said. You feel, just feel down. You know, you just feel despair. Like, there's no hope. Like, you just feel, like, empty. Empty. So, despair. It's to completely loss of absence of hope. I mean, like you have no hope. You just like you just you just feel like you just existing, like you just doing stuff. You just hopeless. Like you feel unhappy. You just want to give up. You have loss of heart. You just distress, anguish, pain. You just all those things. So despair means to completely lose the complete loss. Loss or absence of hope mean like you have no hope left. Like you have no hope in people, you have no hope in you just you just I gotta you just there. Okay. I'm gonna read this read this to you. Have you ever felt despair? Perhaps you'll experience a winter, summer, or cold. Winter season of a cold, long, dark day with nothing blooming or tweaks out of a lovely song in the morning. It could be from a illness. You know, like you just feel like Hope, I tell y'all how I feel. Hope, <laughs> um, disappointment, discouragement, trials, or many kinds of unanswered prayer. So, how many of y'all feel like God don't hear y'all prayers? Even though you know you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, you just feel like God's not answering that prayer. Like, God, what are you doing? You hear me praying? <laughs> that maybe that's not how you talk to Jesus, but you probably feel like, God, I'm praying for this. Why is it not moving? Why is nothing happening? What is it? You know, how we are sometimes. We want to know why is my hands and what's going on. But we're going to change that way. You'll think it. How do you dig yourself out of the hole before it consumes your joy and your peace? I mean, like, how do, you, how do you dig yourself out? How do you dig yourself out of the hole? Think about when you feel you have a lot. There's no hope. You know, you lost all hope. This lost it all. And you, like, you may have dealing with the illness, disappointment. Discernment trials of many kind of un or unsupported. How do you dig yourself out of it before joy and peace consume you to the teeth? How do you dig yourself out of that? I'm gonna tell you how you dig yourself out of it. Number one, we look up to God. We look up to God even though we feel hopeless, even though we feel like we have no hope, even though we feel like God, I don't, I don't see no way out of this. We we look up to God. When he's ready for us, he knows when we are going to when we're going through a hard time. He will never desert us in in our time of trouble. Even if we don't feel his presence, he's there. I've been there many a times when I don't feel God present at all. I be like, God, I, I just Lord, give me a sign. Show me that you dare. Just show me something and I don't get nothing. <laughs> I'm like, well, God, don't you hear me? I know you hear me talking to you. But somebody used to tell me. When, oh, what was it? 
when the teacher is quiet. He's working something. Something about this when the teacher is quiet, he's working something out or something. It was like, but I couldn't remember what they said. But it's something in that sense. So even when you don't feel it, he's there. When you are when you are feeling low, we are tempted to look at everyone and everything except God. Yet he offers true joy, peace, and contentment regardless of our circumstances. Meaning like when you feel like you start looking at everybody else like how can they get it? Or how do they get stuff so easily? How come they don't seem like they go through their troubles? How come I'm always the one? Why am I always the one struggling? Why 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 me? Popo me, you know, have yourself a little pity party. But no, stop looking at people. We have to get to the point where, okay, people can't make me happy. Things can't make me happy. Only thing that can, that can bring me true joy and peace and contentment, no matter what may be going on around you, is God. We got to stop, like, just stop it. Just stop looking at everyone and everything. Just stop. Just look up to you. It's like, God, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Just tell him your problems. Just tell him everything. I mean, like, I used to be like this. I mean, like, if something happened to me or something goes wrong, I used to call people like, just get them a little sad pity party. But now before I call anybody or whatever, unless it's situations where I need someone to pray or, I, you know, somebody come and agree with me, I will call them. But before I say, okay, like, if I need somebody to pray for me or come and agree with, with me, excuse me, about something to deal with my kids or whatever, I'm going to go to Jesus first. And then I might have somebody, I might call somebody and be like, yes, can you just go, can you just intercede for me and my kids? Like, can you go to, um, can you just come and agree with me? Boom. Why I always talk to Jesus? Because Jesus don't want us to always go to man. Why? Because me and what do you want? He want us to come to him. No matter what, just go to him. Um, I had to learn it the whole way, so, yeah. Number two, we look to his word in Psalms 119, 105. The Bible is God's love letter that he speaks to us in every situation in our lives. We begin with the spirit of expectancy in prayer. We simply ask God to speak to us from his word. In the book of John, we can recognize how Jesus deals with people, especially those who are hurting and going through days of despair. We can ask God to speak to our hearts through his word so that we may be healed. Our lives will simply, our lives will be full of triumph and tragedy, no matter where we live, what we do, or how we are, who we do know, who we know. Like the winter season, there is a beginning and an end. Eventually, we will move on to the next season of life. Yes, that is so true. Well, let me just touch myself. Meaning, like, no matter what you may be going through right now, there's a beginning and there's an end. Uh, when I was going through my situation, honey, I thought I'd be in it forever. And then sometimes, you know, when I'm sitting here talking to my kids, which is my kids is very, you know, you know, they know a lot of stuff. Because they been through a lot of stuff. We was talking, there was something about something I was asking something. No, we was talking about something. And one of my kids said, We are always struggling. So something she something in that sense. I said, We're not struggling. Yes, we may go through things. But through it all, God is right there with us. Don't say we struggling. Don't say, look, all we do is just struggle. No, we have peers where we are. You know, we don't go through stuff. But we go through stuff because that way we can always depend on God. That let us know that God got our back. Um, that let us know that, yes, we might go through things. Yes, we may go through things. But yet, that God's going to be right there with us every step of the way. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to be like, well, hmm. Oh, well, that'd be all right. No. 
when he is quiet. I have been praying God, but asking God for an answer to show me, ain't gonna answer yet. But have I, yes, I did kind of, in a way, try to, I did get kind of upset because I'm kind of upset, but what I do? I dig myself out that hole. Okay, let me tell you about the hole I was telling you about earlier about how how do you dig yourself out of hole before it consumes your peace and joy. Okay. When I used to stay in Longview, I was going through things to where people didn't understand, where church people didn't understand. Because they were saying that it was my fault. God was mad at me. So I was, one day I came home, one day after the I think it was like maybe a couple of weeks after my well, my grandma died in December. Then after like around like January or somewhere there, it was called January, February. Somewhere up in there. Um, I woke up and my heart raced my body with my heart to hot to cold. Didn't know what was going on. It freaked me out. I could just feel my heart just racing. Like it's racing. Like I'm running but I'm sitting still. So I got scared, called the ambulance or whatever. That was the beginning of a life from hell. So I went to the doctor, they said they thought it was my thyroid. It was nothing. It was really nothing. They couldn't find nothing. So I was like, okay, it's nothing. So I kept doing what I had to do. And then you know about my business. Thought it was just a one time thing. Hmm. One time. My tail. Um then one day it just kept happening. Every every seemed like every night I would go home um, go home. I couldn't even stay in my own apartment. I had to stay at somebody else's house because I felt like um, I just felt like if I wasn't around nobody, could nobody help me? And in my mind, I'm thinking, who's gonna take care of my kids and all this type of stuff? Like, who's gonna be there for my kids? I'm gonna be by themselves. They were still young at the time. They weren't even all the way teenage years. Who's gonna take care of my kids? You know, my mind is going. Then one day. I thought I felt better, you know, because I was in college trying to do what I got to do for me and my trip. On my way home, got in my car, my heart just started racing. I had left, left um school, no problem. I had made it to school, no problem. I was like, okay, I got home, got in the car, and I wouldn't think about nothing to my knowledge. Wouldn't think about nothing. My heart started racing. I was like, I was driving, and this came out of nowhere. I was like, what the world? So I, put, I was like, okay, I can make it. But then it got to, it started beating fast. I was like, what? So I pulled over, pulled over, and I went to the gas station. I said, my heart is racing. Can you call 911 or whatever? You know, so she did that. Notice that I was like 15 minutes away from my kids. My kids, because I would have made it home before they had got out of school or something in that sense. Or we would have made it home by the same time because I was in school. So I'm thinking, got there, they was like, give her an asthma. I'm like, asthma, this people have all day, you know, all day. <laughs> That's what I'm saying in my mind. Because was, it was like I was fighting two people. I was like, I ain't no water that's the devil, you know, me. <laughs> so got in the back of the ambulance. He said, you dehydrated or whatever. They thought I was dehydrated or whatever. Got in the back of the ambulance. But I thought, well, if they come check me and I'm okay, then I will drop myself home. No, I have to park my car there. The my heart was So he said, well, you want to go to the hospital here? Uh, Okay. Kilgore or the one Lumpy. It's like 15 years away. <laughs> so my mama I think like oh, God. So I said I wanted to say Kilgore, but I was like, I'm not near my kids, I'm not near nobody. No, we're going to Lumpy. So I'm thinking I'm back in the ambulance. And at this time my mind is going. When you come up going, hmm. 
it was flowing. So I was like, oh my God, like, I just wanted my mind to just calm down. And that man said, my heart almost got up to 200 for whatever Because I know he was thinking about my kids would have got to the hospital or whatever. By this time I had called one of my neighbors, told her, if my kids come home, dad, I'm not there, blah, blah, blah. I just need them to get into the house. Whatever, whatever. So, so I had the kids that had to come up there. Um, no matter what they did to me, my heart would not go back to its regular beat. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking about. I don't even know what was going on in my body. So I had to be put on some tenolog to where it keep my heart rate at a certain rate. And I had to wear a heart monitor. I was only 37 years old. Early 30s wearing a heart monitor. So I was like, you know what? I can't do this. So at that moment, I felt like, yes, I was going to die. Who's going to take care of my kids? I felt hopeless. I felt like despair. I felt like, I don't know. I just felt bad. I felt like I had no hope. No, I was talking to God. I felt like God, even though I was talking to him, he wouldn't, he couldn't help me. He's just like, God, I know you hear me, but you're not going to say nothing. You see what I'm going through? So no matter what. So at this time, I... By this time, I was had moved to a different apartment complex. And I was all around there, pe- different people that had it, but they was like hindering me because it was like I wouldn't work. My kids would go to school. The other time, sometimes they would try to stay home with me to make sure I'm okay. But I was like, yeah, I'll be okay. Whatever. I'll just stay at home in the room. I would get up and clean up the house and cook, but then I just go back and lay down to where I knew that that was that it was trying to put me in a hole. Have I been in that hole? Woo, plenty of time. But I'm telling you, it was nobody but God to help me get myself out that hole. He started bringing me joy, peace, whatever. There was time, you know, I got out many a nights, many a nights. I was in the back of the ambulance. Didn't know what was going on. I had to, um, they thought it was my blood pressure scared me. I went out and brought a blood pressure cuff. I would wear it like it was a watch. I, it just like, I, it consumed my life. That's what it did. It consumed me. It was like, it was trying to basically take me out of here. Take me out of here. Take me out of, like, with, with the enemy coming to kill, still and destroy. And he was trying to kill my spirit. He was trying to just kill me off, probably. I don't know. But he was just trying, because I'm assuming that he knew what God was about to do. So, that's, I dig myself out the hole with the help of Jesus. Yes, there was people praying for me, but it was nobody but God that got me through this. So, and with all that being said, let me tell y'all, you can do it. If I can do it, I'm no different from nobody else. Just remember, remember God got your back. He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the prayer for today is, dear Lord, I have been dodging despair and I, I need to know you are my presence. I need you to know your presence and peace right now in this moment. Show me your, show me through your word the way I should go. Meaning like, God is right there with you every step of the way. He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. We are the one that lead God. God is right there. We're the one like, Jesus takes right about time playing with Jesus. We are the one that lead God. God never leaves us. We are the one that step off the rock. God's still sitting there like, when is she going to ever come back? Like, he just forgot about me. We are the one. So, with that all being said, I'm going to say this confession that I'm going to give out. It's about a confession of hopeless. If 
If you feel like you're about to lose hope and don't know what to do, let me encourage you. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 4, 18-9. Paul was a man of great faith. And he said, we have hard-pressed troubles on every side, yet not one crush. We were complex, but it's not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. All of us have felt like Paul did at one time or another. If you say you were troubled on every side, yet not distressed, then the stress is when you stress and pressure of the outside going on the inside. It is impossible to have stress come against you, but not to be distressed by it. Perplexed is not being sure of what to do. He said, but not in despair. Despair is when you don't know which way to turn. Ask God and he will show you a way what to do. Faith doesn't say, I have trouble. Faith says trouble don't have me. Faith doesn't say bad things will never happen. It says, I'm going to win. Jesus on my side. Now, in 2 Timothy 3, it says the last day there will be trouble. The devil is trying to defeat us and to destroy us. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, in the latter days, some shall despair from their faith. Whatever you're going through a trial, your faith is on trial. The devil is trying to destroy your faith. If you depart from faith, then the great trouble in the last days, the hard to bear problems will defeat you. God has brought something to handle distress and trouble, the ability to walk by faith. There is no better way to get out of stress, to handle, to handle how to deal with people and problems than to believe God. And all things are possible to them who believe. In the last days, trouble will come. And faith will come. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God comes that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That is in John 10, 10. Look at 1 Peter 1, 7. What's on trial? Your faith is why? Because the devil wants you. The devil wants your faith to fail. When your faith fails, you can't do anything. Satan tells you, go ahead, put your shield of faith down. It doesn't work anymore. He will try to penetrate your hope. So we need to learn not to defeat from the faith. When you feel in difficulty, distress, and discouragement, follow these steps. Number one, when you haven't seen, when you haven't seen it yet, stay in love. The Bible says, "Whom have seen love?" When you didn't see your miracles, you tend to stop walking in love and stop loving people. Number two, we begin to judge those that are getting their miracles. They must have cheated to get it. The good news is, if they receive it, you can too. You're going to receive it. Having not seen, you love. Have not seen. Have not seen, you love. Love anyway. Stay believing. Number three, stay believing. Though you not though now, you see not him yet believe. Keep believing even when you don't see it. Number four, stay rejoicing. Rejoice with your joy unspeakable. Make your Love makes your faith work. The devil wants you to get mad. He wants you to lose hope. Stay focused on your job. Walk in love and you will never fail. The devil is trying to get you in strife. He works overtime to create strife. The key to living eternity is to stay in love even when you don't see God. <laughs> when you haven't seen him come through for you. Faith isn't about what you have done or believed in the past. It is what you believe now. Faith is now. It is not about how you used to rejoice or rejoicing that is not what they said read what they said read or believe it's what they are saying reading believing and doing now 
five. People live their life. People live, leave their first love. Love makes space work. It causes faith and hope to rise. Love causes us to never give up on God and what He said. I'm standing love and I'm believing. We trouble on every side, but not crushed. I might be persecuted, but God will never let me. Number six, um, recovering the outcome of your faith. And in the end, you receive what you are hoping for. Stay in love. Keep believing. Keep rejoicing. If you stop the process, you stop the end from coming. Keep processing. Keep the process working so you don't depart from the faith. The people that aren't lovable, keep rejoicing. And you will see the outcome of your faith. You know, when you feel hopeless, just love. Yeah. Love on people. I know it's hard sometimes because you you down yourself. So, but... That is my spiel for today. Don't let nothing hinder you. Because what they what the enemy come to do is come to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy tried to kill me. He tried to put me in a hole. But thank God that I had God on my side. When I felt like God wasn't there, I was like, God, just take this away from me. But God knew that I was used what, what I go through to help somebody else. So that's what the enemy did not want me to do. He did not want me to go out and tell my story, tell my testimony, nothing. But God said, no, that's mine. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have an amazing, awesome Wednesday. Just know, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. Till next time, be blessed. Mm-hmm.